Welcome to the Stack of Stats podcast. I am your host, Pam Maldonado, joined by my college football partner in crime, Harry Gagnon of the Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal. We are here to bring you our seven against the spread college football picks uh, for week nine. Holy heck, college football is going by so fast. Harry, I really missed you last week. I'm so disappointed that we didn't get to do a podcast. Happy to have you back this week. How are you feeling? What's going on? Awesome, Pam. Sorry about last week. Uh, yeah, everything's great. Hopefully, uh, another uh, like I said, uh, you saved us. Um, you saved us last week when I uh, uh, get you took the seventh pick with a winner for us. Was we took Tampa Bay, laid twelve and a half, won that one easy against Chicago. So nice job by you there. So you made us four and three for the week. But let's break this. Let's let's get six and one. Let's do this. Come on. We did go four and three last week. We're 29, 25 overall. We need to do better. And that time starts now. We're going to do, we're going to crush it. I just feel it. What we are doing each week, Harry is sharing with me. We are in a college, in a football contest between college football and the NFL. Harry is sharing with me his top three picks. I'm sharing with him my top three. And together we're coming up with our seventh. So let's take a look at your three plays, man. UNLV at Nevada minus 20 and a half at home. This game is on Friday night. I can't say that I disagree. Nevada Wolfpack, mm-hmm. great, 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 great team um, at home. Quarterback stud. He's going to end up in the NFL. Um, but tell me about mm-hmm. this game. Why do you like the Nevada? Such a big spread. <laughs> it's a big spread, I know. But I am going to lay this in. You know, we actually, uh, considering they have zero wins this year, they haven't been bad when it's come to covering the spread. But I am still going with this rival here. I'm going to take the rival in Nevada, Reno, laying the big number. Uh, you mentioned quarterback Carson, uh, Carson Strong, 20 Strong. touchdowns this year, 2,500 yards. Uh, he's got 12 in the last three weeks combined. Um, and I just think UNLV's quarterback situation here, they just have five total passing touchdowns on the entire season. Too mm-hmm. much offense here for Nevada. Uh, and, and not to mention Nevada's defense. 28 sacks this year. UNLV has seven. Uh, they forced 13 turnovers. They, they're they going to do a pretty good job, I think, doing that against the Rebels. And I think Nevada rolls it up big. Nevada going to be able to put a points, 33rd in total offense, 83rd in total defense. And UNLV, bottom 30 for total defense. Yeah. Carson Strong, fourth best passing quarterback in all of college football. And UNLV, 110th against the pass. I agree. Run it up. Nevada at home Friday night. The second game that you like up on the board is Titans at Colts. Minus one at home. The world is on Indianapolis. I mean it. The line opened Mm, up the Titans minus one. The line moved to the Colts minus one. They have already played once this season. In Tennessee, week three, the Titans won mm-hmm. 25 to 16. I'm not quite convinced like the rest of the world is. So help me along. What's going on? Why do you like this game? Uh, the Colts, look, they, they, they're they on a nice little run here and really should have beat Baltimore on that Monday night game. They just blew that game late in the fourth. They've been playing pretty good lately. Like I said, and I think Tennessee here, Pam, after back-to-back weeks, great wins by Tennessee against Buffalo and Kansas City. But mm-hmm. still, I think they're due for a little bit of a letdown here. Carson Wentz hasn't been bad. Four straight games, at least two touchdowns. One interception. Yeah. And I mean, not, he's he's been, he's managing games and Jonathan, second year player, Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman lead in rushing, lead in receiving. They've been fantastic for, for Wentz. Uh, Taylor's even the third best receiver right now on the Colts and on defense, on defense, the Colts have forced 
16 turnovers. That's a ton already this season. I'm leaning towards the Colts here. I like them. I think they keep rolling. They need this game more than Tennessee does. Uh, a win here for the Colts gets them back definitely in the AFC South talk too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that just means more to them here. Again, Tennessee after wins against Buffalo and Kansas City, time for a little bit of a letdown. I'm not a big believer in this is a must-win game. I can't stand it when people say that. It's my biggest pet peeve in betting. However, this is a must-win game. <laughs> if there was ever a time to use it, this would be now. Colts definitely have an opportunity to kind of sneak into the playoff run, um, sneak into the division. So I don't disagree with it. I don't think it would make my personal betting card, but I love that you're on it. Kelly in Vegas, I know that she is on it. So I trust both of you guys. Okay. Let me tell you about one game that I don't trust. It is your third <laughs> pick. It is Kansas at Oklahoma State minus 30 and a half. All right. Mm-hmm. So let me try to convince you off of this pick. I know that we said top threes. We're going to stick them in. But let me try to convince you otherwise. Okay. When a team is run only offense, it is so tough to create separation on this big of a spread. Oklahoma State, 95th in passing, 49th in rushing offense. So they're not even really like that great. (laughs) Top 20 in converting on third downs, which means they have the ability to extend those drives. Top 25 in time and possession. So you're talking about a slow-ass team who does nothing but run the ball, takes their time downfield to cover a big 31-point spread. It may work out. The Cowboys, they would have to absolutely shut out Kansas with the game total of 54 and a half. Mike Gundy's offense has only scored over 30 points twice this season, and that was 31 to K-State and 32 to Texas. Now, I'm mm. not comparing Kansas to either of those teams, but that is such a big spread. I had it on one of my notes that I actually liked Kansas in this game. <laughs> I saw that. Um, I saw that. So, yeah, you and I swapped it. Um, so what do you well, are, if you like love it, we'll keep it. I, we can but change I'm, it. We can definitely change it. But let me let me let me tell let me say this. Let me let's see okay. if you like this a little bit. First off, last year, Oklahoma State beat them by 40. And in the last mm-hmm. six games this year, Kansas is averaging giving up 47 points. Now, last week I watched that game against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played their hearts out in that game. They gave everything they had in that game. They were controlling that game for two and a half quarters until Oklahoma's really finally got, they they held Oklahoma like to nothing in the first half. It was so impressive. But I Mm -hmm. think this is a situation when a team like this, I think they're one and six now. um, They gave everything they had for that game at home in Oklahoma. Now they're on the road. um, And I think, I just think Oklahoma state just, they have nothing left in the tank in this game. They have nothing there. I think Oklahoma state just pounds the ball. And they bounced back. Oklahoma State's bouncing back from that first loss, too. Or you're talking about they kind of just roll over and die here. What if they kind of use that as momentum? Kansas, I've actually played them a couple times this season because I played them against Coastal Carolina. They covered. They actually could have probably won that game if they Mm -hmm. wasn't for boneheaded mistakes in the red zone. But Kansas, they're kind of a really sneaky good team, and they're the team that kind of shows up whenever you least expect it. I've got to be honest. I want us to try to go as 7-0 and as possible, and I don't love this. If I put it on the card, I would regret it. And then as soon as they lose by, like, 21, I'm like, see? Told you. Uh, okay, Told well, you. We can go out. We can go elsewhere. We got a bunch let's of other. Let's picks look at the have. other game that you sent me. Okay. I'm I'm more inclined to take this one for sure. You like the Vikings plus one and a half at home to the Cowboys. 
Now the quarterback for Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, he may not play in this game. You have seen some major line movement. The Cowboys right. moved from minus two and a half favorites to now plus one underdogs. Well, the contest line, we are getting the Vikings at plus one and a half instead of the current line of minus one and a half. So for this reason alone, I think it offers up a lot of value number. But what a lot of what are a lot of people going to do in the contest? Probably put Vikings for the same reason. I don't yeah. disagree with this. So I would feel more uh, comfortable having this up on the board rather than Oklahoma state. Okay. Um, well, look, uh, the Vikings, uh, I'm a big backer of Kirk cousins. It's got 13 touchdowns, uh, just two picks this season. Um, I think the offense is uh, very good on Minnesota. You get Thielen and, and Jefferson. They've got 950 yards already combined on the season. Um, and like eight touchdowns, uh, Dalvin cooks, healthy, ready to go. Uh, and I, I think this Dallas team, they've been great, but if Dak Prescott especially isn't in, isn't in the game and their defense is getting a lot of praise, but if you take away games this season, Pam, uh, against Mm -hmm. NFC East teams, Dallas has given up 31 to Tampa, 28 to Carolina, 29 to the Patriots and gave up 17 to the chargers, but the chargers got screwed out of two touchdowns that were touchdowns and they were called back for penalties that really were questionable. So. I'm thinking the Minnesota offense is going to light it up here. And listen, the three and three Minnesota really should be five and one. They gave away that game in overtime. They fumbled against the Bengals and lost by one to Arizona where they missed a 29 yard field goal at the game at the end of the game. So I think Minnesota is not getting their due here. I just think they're a better team than that three and three record shows. And I think they take care of Dallas, especially if Prescott isn't in the game. I will say that you have the Cowboys who are top five for red zone offense and scoring. And then you also have the the Vikings who are top five for red zone defense. One of those has to give, I'm always going to be more inclined to take the defensive minded coach in a defensive minded game. You got to figure out how to stop Dak Prescott and company from just like lighting up the scoreboard. If this does end up happening, I agree with how the Cowboys just let team score. Um, I don't, I definitely don't mind this. So if you want to put this on the card in place of Oklahoma state, Let's do it. We're it. <laughs> I would feel a lot it's better fine. with this one, especially since we're getting such significant line value for contest yeah. purposes, getting the plus instead of the current line of minus. I think that adds an extra weight to adding it as opposed to Oklahoma state, which I'm going to text huh. you on Sunday, yeah. Saturday and be like, see, <laughs> <laughs> I know that was, uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see, but no, we'll, uh, we'll take the Vikings. And plus we're getting, we're getting like three points. There, right. Exactly. At least three might get exactly. more by game time. Exactly. So then those are going to be the three games that we yeah. like for you. We're going to do UNLV at Nevada minus 20 and a half. We're going to do Colts minus one at home to Titans. And then we're going to stick with the Vikings plus one and a half because the current line is now minus one and a half at home to the Cowboys. Moving over to my three card, my three games that yeah. I do like. I like Iowa. I take West Virginia plus seven at home to Iowa State. My key rule for West Virginia, you fade them on the road, but you absolutely do back them at home, especially as underdogs. They're a great team. They are a better team offensively and a better team defensively when playing at home. At home, they held a rushing team in Virginia Tech to 2.7 yards per carry. They held a passing team in Texas Tech to less than 300 passing yards. And if you look at the splits for West Virginia quarterback Jarrett Dagey, away he is seven yards per pass, two touchdowns, four interceptions, 10 sacks. But when he plays at home, nine and a half yards per pass, six touchdowns, one interception, five sacks. And now you have the Cyclones who are coming off an absolute big monstrous game that had a lot of implications for maybe the title game. When 
they won at they won big at home against the undefeated then Oklahoma State, who is also a ranked team. And now they're traveling on the road, facing a team that is definitely a much better than what their stats indicate, because rarely do splits like significantly matter. For West Virginia, they absolutely matter. And they have been a team that I have been on at home fading away. And it has been absolutely profitable. West Virginia actually beat that curse. They are now one in seven on the road. They beat, uh, they won last week on the road traveling to, whoa, was it? TCU was a Baylor. Uh, I should know this. It was TCU, wasn't it? It was TCU. On the yeah. road, they broke that curse. And so now they're kind of mm-hmm. using that momentum riding into this game. I absolutely love West Virginia plus seven at home. I'm probably going to sprinkle some on the money line. I haven't made it that far. But what do you think about this game? Uh, like we mentioned before, and we went with West Virginia earlier this year. You had them, and uh, that was a winner. Uh, definitely, a, and we mentioned that, definitely a uh, better team at home than on the road. Uh, but you're going against my Cyclones. Going against <laughs> my Cyclones. Love Iowa State. Um, hey, but, maybe they uh, could win, but I'm just looking for a cover. <laughs> right, that's fine too. And you know what? In uh, in in uh, West getting Virginia's getting a full four, touchdown at home, getting a full touchdown, and in West Virginia's um, three of their four losses this year have been by six or less. So they've been oh. in their games. They've been in their games. So they don't get blown Love out. That. So uh, uh, we're getting plus seven. Yep. Plus seven. Okay, West Virginia. Let's rock. West Virginia. Let's do it. The second yeah. game that I like is Mississippi State plus one and a half at home to Kentucky. Now, the Wildcats, they are a one-dimensional run team and the Bulldogs' defensive strength against the run. They are 10th best, in fact. And Mississippi State, also a one-dimensional team, but this time they're heavy on the pass. Kentucky's defensive strength is also against the run, vulnerable in that secondary, barely breaks the top 40 for passing defense. And they both have one opponent in common, LSU. Mississippi State held the Tigers to less than one, uh, to less first downs, less total yards, less time of possession. And why the Bulldogs lost that game was because they had a missed field goal and a fumble that led to an intercept, uh, fumble and an interception <laughs> that led to points. So this has to be an absolute clean game. And if you remember last year's matchup, Mississippi State's quarterback had a combined quarterbacks had a combined six interceptions two from then backup quarterback will rogers who is now the main quarterback now seven interceptions on the season five in his last two games that is my one concern kentucky is not honestly any better when it comes to turnover they are minus eight in turnover ratio so you have two teams who love to give the ball away (laughs) and i'm thinking that mississippi state looking for like a good revenge spot after last year's performance I'm going to give the edge to the defense for the Bulldogs. Kentucky possibly still licking their wounds from the Georgia game, even though they're coming off a bye. What do you think about this one? A little bit more risky, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tough game. Tough game because Kentucky is a team that I've uh, bet before the season on over wins. Looks fantastic. Um, But you mentioned Will Rogers. uh, Also, pretty. it's interesting that he's got those interceptions lately because he is a pretty good quarterback and completes Mm -hmm. 74% of his passes. That's very high. but more than anything, I'm going to take a uh, roll with you here. Um, Mississippi State to jab only because, uh, well, not be, just because, did you see the speech last week by uh, head coach Mike Leach about um, his can- candy, like what he likes in candy? Have you seen it? You haven't no. seen it. You Is have it- to look it up on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter, Mike Leach, his speech about what's good, what candies are good, what candies are not good after their win while everyone's celebrating. He's talking about candy to the, uh, you got to check it out. But anyone out there, Stress check, free you gotta life. check it out. <laughs> got to check it out. Mike Leach about candy. It's hilarious. So let's go Mississippi state. 
Mississippi State and whatever candy he has, he's talking about, I'm going to go buy it. If he, if he wins this game, I'm going to go buy that candy. And I don't need candy. So let's go. My loves spree. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, I figured, you know, but he, uh, but he, he loves sprees, loves sprees oh, and my. nerds. I don't Hilarious. even know what sprees are. <laughs> the third game up on the board that I like is UTEP plus 11 at Florida Atlantic El Paso. There's two teams in, the, in Texas that are absolutely crushing life and they are not Texas. They aren't TCU. They're not. It is UTEP El Paso and UTSA. I absolutely love it. That the two best, uh, the two best 13, teams in Texas. Thir- 13 and one combined, I think. 13 and a one combined. I'm telling you, the two best teams yeah. in Texas is not Texas. <laughs> it is amazing to see. I absolutely love it. And yes, I am loving backing UTEP plus 11 on the road to Florida Atlantic. This team has two strengths. One, they are top 10 in total defense, 30th against mm-hmm. the pass, seventh mm-hmm. against the run, top 25 in generating quarterback pressure, 20 total sacks generated on the season. And the Owls quarterback, Nikosi Perry, he has been sacked 17 times this season. And what stops drives attacking the quarterback. I absolutely love it when a pass rush fares up so well against a terrible offensive line. Now the problem comes, can the minor score? They just need to run the ball and keep the ball away from Florida Atlantic. FAU is bottom 15 against the run. Apply that quarterback pressure. Keep the offense on the ground. Generate some turnovers because UTEP is top 20 in takeaways. Plus, they are 6-1 and one on the season. Momentum is on their side. I love UTEP plus 11 at Florida Atlantic. Maybe you sprinkle some on the money line, but I definitely mm-hmm. love the plus. What do you think? Pam, I like this fine by you. I really do. I like this play. I mean, I don't know why it's that high. Why is it? I, I can't understand why the spread's that high. I mean, you mentioned they're 6-1. and one. They've won four in a row. Uh, four of their six wins by double digits. And the defense, you also mentioned too, they've held opponents to 21 or less points in four straight games. The UTEP Miners have done that. That's amazing. I don't care who they're playing. That's amazing. They have 20 sacks mm-hmm. as a team. Uh, Florida Atlantic, four and three this year. But their win, I mean, one of their wins was against Fordham. I mean, they're, they're a one double A school, you know. So uh, I don't know. I, I just don't understand why it's so high, but I'll take the 10. What are we getting? 10, 10 and a half? Game 11. Getting eleven, I'm t- I'm I'm with you. I, I love this. Uh, I love this play. Let's get this one. I definitely think they can come out with a win, but I love plus eleven. Those are going to mm-hmm. be the six games that we have. Then, so we got to come up with the seventh. So let me try to see if I can entice you on one. Um, okay. Illinois plus one and a half at home to Rutgers. Illinois, yes, I know, is coming off the nine overtime win over Penn State. Two run first teams, but the better offense is actually with the fighting Illini. Rutgers is 88th in rushing yards, 106 in rush in yards per carry. You have a one-two punch with Illinois running backs, Chase Brown and Joshua McCray. Together account for two-thirds of the total mm. rushing yards, five of the seven total rushing scores. And the Scarlet Knights have just one running back with over 300 rushing yards on the season. These two teams are actually pretty similar when it comes to defense. So I will take the better offense, who is maybe riding some of that wave from last week playing against Penn State, into the next week. If you don't love it, we can look up something else. What else you got? What else do you got? All right, let's see. Let's see what else we got. Oh, you, I don't blame you, know, you. How about how about your uh how about your give me your reasons on your Virginia? I know you like Virginia. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me see. Okay. So I actually really love the under in this game, and I'm now a little hesitant about the plus, but maybe mm, I can convince myself okay. after rereading my notes. So you have the most potent offense that the Cougars have faced. The Cavaliers, this is the most potent offense that the Cougars have faced. The Cavaliers, they are top 30 in points per play, first in red zone attempts, second in red zone scores, 12th in offensive touchdowns. 
So they're not only getting downfield, they're putting up the points. Defensively, yeah. Virginia is giving up the yards. They are terrible offense, mm-hmm. uh, terrible defense, bottom 20 in total defense, but they're not necessarily giving up the points. Both teams are 62nd in opponent red zone scores. BYU is better at limiting touchdowns, but guess who has the better kicker? <laughs> there, You have Virginia on the road as less than a field goal. If this comes down to a field goal game, Virginia's Brendan Farrell, 90% field goals made. BYU's Jake Aldroyd, 65%. That is a pretty significant difference when you are a less than a touchdown favorite. So I will take the better offense that can put it more touchdowns that has the better kicker for what could be a field goal type of game. Yeah, I love Actually, that. now I love Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, uh, maybe I got a little extra here to add about the Cavaliers because, look, BYU is struggling lately. They lost at home as a favorite to Boise by nine. They lost in Waco by uh, by double digits to Baylor. And last mm-hmm. week, they barely, barely beat Washington State, who's not a good team. And all their coaches had to leave because they wouldn't get vaccinated. So on and on, for, on and on about Washington State having their issues. They barely beat them. They beat them by two points. Meanwhile, you mentioned Virginia's offense, seven of eight games this year, 30 points or more. They've gone back-to-back 48-point games here in the last two. And their quarterback, Brennan Armstrong, 28 total touchdowns. The offense is there. Like you mentioned, Pam, like you said, the defense isn't good, but the offense is there. And I think in a spot right here, little small number uh, as a dog, I think the odds makers are saying right now Virginia is still the better team. It's still the better team. I do like it. So then you want to do with that one and just call it quits. Call it a day. Let's do it. Let's do oh it. My God. That's a fun Actually, game. Oh, I freaking love our card. Seven and oh, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So then those let's are seven it. against the spread picks for college football and for the NFL. We're taking Nevada minus 20 and a half at home to UNLV, which is a Friday game. Keep that in mind. We're taking for the NFL Col- Colts minus one at home to the Titans. Vikings plus one and a half at home to the Cowboys. West Virginia plus seven at home to Iowa State. Mississippi State plus one and a half at home to Kentucky. UTEP on the road plus 11 underdogs to Florida Atlantic and Virginia plus two and a half dogs at BYU. I have in my notes also plus 120 on the money line. Mm. I love that game. So those are seven picks against the spread. Do make sure to check out Harry's work on bestbetcorner.com and extrapoints.com and on all the against odds, against all odds podcast with cousin Sal. You can follow him on Twitter at AAO Harry. You can follow me on Twitter at Pamela M 35. Harry, speak it into existence. We're going seven and zero. At worst, I think we're going five and two because we haven't had one five and two week yet. Yeah, yeah. This we'll week, get there. We'll get there. And by the way, by the way, Pam, just throwing this in there. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't used it a lot, but when we have used the NFL, we are now three and zero. Oh, can we go we're five and zero? Oh, I love that. I love that <laughs> even more. Okay, let's rock it. I love it, Harry. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I can't wait to do it again next week. That does it for another. Football and NFL podcast for Stack.